Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer and see what he has for us this morning. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, to worship you, to praise you. Lord, just to um, worship your holy name for all that you've done for us. Lord, for coming to this earth and dying for sinful men. Lord, we're so thankful. Lord, we ask uh, for your presence to be in our presence this morning. Lord, we pray that you would just speak to our hearts as only you can. As we try to honor you this morning and all that you've done, Lord, I pray that you would just... uh, just pour out your spirit upon us, Lord, and help us to hear what you'd have us to hear. And Lord, that you would just uh, speak and do, and uh, Lord, that we would uh, be obedient, and uh, Lord, that we would uh, hearken to what you have for us uh, for our lives. Lord, we thank you for all that you do. Lord, if there's one here that isn't saved, I pray that today will be the day of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, again, thank you for being here this morning. Let's grab a hymnal, turn to page 201. You can remain seated, page 201, O Come All You Faithful.
good singing. Let's welcome one another to the services this morning. As you're making your way back to your seat, grab a hymnal, turn to page 219. We'll sing all four verses of Silent Night.
good singing this morning. We have a special this morning, Miss Julie Pierpont's with us, and I always enjoy hearing her come sing. This is Miss Mona's sister, and we're glad for her being here with us this Christmas service. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say it is well it is well with my soul it is well with my soul it is well Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate. Shed his own blood for my soul. It is well with my soul. This glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole, it is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more, praise the Lord. my 
as well with my soul and I should have said this but it's good to have her family with us as well but uh, I do appreciate the, every time she sings it just hits me uh, the song choice that she sings and I, I appreciate it I told her anytime she's here she needs to come expecting to sing and uh, so I, I tell you that just if that doesn't get a preacher motivated to preach I don't know what will uh, I, I appreciate that well, I do appreciate those that uh, were able to come last week, and uh, Brother Danny preached for us last week. Appreciate him filling in for us, and sorry we had to cancel services on Wednesday, uh, but uh, I guess you guys got a little snow or something, and uh, I didn't know anything about it. It was 80-something degrees where I was, so uh, I know I was suffering for Jesus, and uh, but uh, we had we had a good time. Thank you for our prayer for your prayers. Uh, our family had a wonderful time together. Uh, got to make fun of Liz the whole week. I mean, she she was she was the center of our uh, you know all of our jokes. And um, but when it's that easy, I mean, she's such an easy target. It's fun to do. But oh yeah, I didn't even, I forgot she was here. But anyways, it's good to have you with us this morning. Uh, I, w- I want to say I want to wish you, every one of you, a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for being here this morning, and uh, this is, will be our Christmas service, and uh, I, I hope that you will take time this Christmas season, this on Christmas Day, and thank the Lord for leaving the portals of glory to come and die for sinful man. I mean, that's what it's all about, folks. All these things that, that we, uh, the Christmas lights are beautiful. Uh, the festivities, all the things, get, spending time with your family. All those things are wonderful. But that's not what the reason for the season is. Jesus Christ is that reason. For He came to this earth, born of a virgin, miraculous birth, to die for you and for me. That right there is a wonderful thing. To know that God the, the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit decided it to be before the foundations of the earth that Jesus Christ would take upon Him a robe of flesh and bone and humble Himself and was obedient unto death, even death of the cross, the Bible says. I love this time of year and all the, the things that go with Christmas. We, we, we will, uh, we're going to head over to my in-law's house. I'm not so excited. No, we're heading over to our in-law's house, my in-law's house this uh, Tuesday. We'll be there overnight, spend the night with them. And uh, now that's suffering for Jesus. I don't know. Uh, but someone said the best lights at Christmas time are the tail lights of your in-laws leaving. I, I tend to agree with that, but they're probably saying that about me because I'm going there. Uh, but anyways, uh, so we'll be going there. And then on uh, Christmas Day, uh, we spend 
time with my adopted, what I call my adopted family, the Smith family. I've been going there for the last 25 years. Uh, they kind of adopted me as a teenager uh, when I was just getting into church and things, and they kind of took me under their wings. And I think that's a good thing you ought to do if you see a young person that's uh, you know, that's not really in church or anything, take them along the side and uh, befriend them and love on them. And because you never know, they may become a preacher one day. And uh, I, this family that done that to me, they never knew that I was going to be a preacher. They just saw a, uh, a boy that uh, was a troublemaker and came to church just to see his girlfriend. And uh, But uh, in God's wisdom, he, uh, he allowed them to bring me into their family and uh, kind of just mentor me and uh, he's still one of my best friends and uh, love the family so much we'll spend t christmas day with them as we do every year i thoroughly enjoy spending time with family anybody else like that i was talking to miss basor a few minutes ago and she says yeah i asked her if she's going to spend time with her grandkids and she says yeah if i get a chance to i'm going to and it's just all the schedules we all we there's so many things going on this time of the year isn't there I mean, especially you have blend, uh, you have your uh, mom and dad, and then their uh, your husband's wife's mom and dad, and then grandma and grandpa's, and uh, and if you're uh, in the case of divorced families, you have their then their families, and then their families. You end up having twenty five Christmases, and it's just crazy. You get all. I mean, you, it's hard to fit it all in. What I'm saying is this: is we get really carried away with all the hustle and bustle of Christmas. And oftentimes we forget what Christmas is all about. You know, I, I love this time of year. I enjoy giving gifts. I enjoy Christmas shows. I, I'm, I, I know I hate to say it. I hate to admit it in front of you, but I enjoy watching Christmas shows, okay? Uh, I enjoy my wife's wassail. That's one of my favorite drinks at the Christmas time. It's... It's cinnamon and apple apple cider. So, and that's it. That's all that's in it. Um, everything seems to be perfect. And just like that, it's over. I mean, we get all worked up about how Chris, oh, Christmas Day, and we get all excited about it, and then it's over. All the things that we get all worked up about seem to end. And, and the time we get off from school and work is over, and we got to go back. And we finally received those dreaded credit card bills. We spent all this money on people we don't like. And all of a sudden, people get depressed again. The problem is, is that many have the idea that things will make them happy. Many think that time with, will, time with family will make them happy. Even, many even think that uh, uh, things will make them happy. But the problem is, is that we have it all wrong. These things are temporary pleasures, temporary enjoyments, if you will. They bring temporary happiness. And in order to have eternal joy and happiness, we need, a, uh, we need what Christmas is all about. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy, you've heard me say it, I enjoy the things that come along with Christmas, aside of Christmas, but we must understand that these things are temporal. That's why they call it the Christmas blues. You ever heard people call them the Christmas blues? It's because they get all worked up over the things around Christmas. And then when it's all done, reality kicks back in. 
You see, this is the time of year I think back to the very first Christmas when the shepherds were keeping watch over their flocks by night and the angels appeared to them announcing the birth of our Savior. Even then, did you know Satan tried to stamp out Christianity in Christmas? Tried to destroy Christmas, attempting to have Jesus killed as a child? He is still trying to destroy Christmas today. He uses everything that he can to distract Christians from what Christmas is all about. He tries to get them off track. He wants to get our thinking on things, but uh, the reason it is uh, what it's all about. and It's easy this time of the year for all to fall into his antics. I know oftentimes we get distracted by the materialistic things about Christmas. But that's not what Christmas is all about. This is just one of his many distractions. We get so caught up with the rituals of Christmas. And again, this is not what it's about. It's just another one of his evil ploys to get us distracted about what Christmas is all about. You see, our busy schedule and things that uh, are, are what Satan uses to cloud up the true reason of the season. You hear that term all the time. Oh, the true reason of the season. Jesus is the reason of the season. But truly, do we, do we take time to remember that he is... I mean, without Christ, there is no Christmas. You see, the family festivities and fellowships are fine this time of year, but don't allow Satan. That's why I want to remind you to make sure that you take time around your family. Some of you, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if there's somebody in your family that's going to be with us this year that you don't, that may not be saved. Raise your hand if there's somebody. Look around, folks. Okay, a lot of us have family that we're going to be around that may or may not be saved, that we may not. You know what would be good? If we said, hey, let's read the Christmas story. Start Christmas off. You may say, well, nobody's going to go for that. I live in a... Step up. Step up. Read Luke chapter 2 and just say, hey, I want to read this. We're going to, let's just make this a family tradition. I know there's not a lot of religious family. and you know, I know you guys aren't all religious, but hey, let's just, just amuse me. And you know the Bible says that his word will not return unto, you, unto him void. God can use that. So I challenge you to do that. That's one of my challenges for you. That's not even in the message, but I, I, I think that's a great challenge. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter number 2. Now, I said all that because I want you to read Luke chapter 2 this week. And uh, read that. That's the Christmas story of the birth of Christ. But I want to read something different to you in Matthew chapter number 2. And we're going to be in verse 11. The Bible says, And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child and Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their gifts, or their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, we do thank you for what Christmas is all about. You coming to this earth, being born of a virgin, the miraculous birth. Lord, ultimately born to die. And Lord, I'm so thankful that you came to this earth for me to save this sinner. Lord, without you, I would be lost in my sins on a way 
on a slick track to a devil's hell. Lord, I'm so thankful that you saved my soul. Lord, I pray that you'll take this simple message, help it apply to our hearts, help us to be better servants for thee, and help us to remember you this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. You'll notice, you'll notice in, the most, in most mangers that we see today, uh, we'll, you'll notice that there's three uh, shepherds, or three, she- uh, three wise men that are in most of the manger scenes. Uh, please understand that this, there's some misunderstandings about this. Uh, the wise men wasn't there at his birth. Uh, the Bible says there, when they saw the young child... And with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, again, there wasn't, uh, they weren't there at his birth. The shepherds were, but the wise men weren't. And uh, they were, that's why they were following the star. And that is why uh, Herod asked about the time that they saw the star so he could have, the, uh, have all the children that were two and under killed, if you remember. And also, the Bible never tells us that there were three wise men. Nowhere in the scriptures are reading. You never find that. But we have it, and we have some misunderstandings about this, and and uh, not that it, that's a big deal, but it is a big deal to have the wise men in the manger because they weren't there. Uh, there could have been two, three, four, or more, but the Bible teaches us that these wise men searched for Christ. When they found him, notice that they presented, they uh, they gave him presents, they presented him with gifts. And this is where I think where we really present get people with gifts and do things such as that. But the wise men came to Christ, and I can only imagine what they might have been thinking during this time. And uh, what can we give to God? Is there anything good enough for God? Is there anything good enough? And the wise men wanted to give their very best. So they opened, notice this, so they opened their treasures... Now, when I think about a treasure, I think where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. When I think of a treasure, a treasure is that thing that is most dear to you. One of the treasures that I have is this old book right here. This is a treasure. Another treasure I have is sitting in that pew right there. And back there. And all around. These are treasures. These are things that I count as the most valuable things that I have. Treasures. But another thing that I think of as a treasure is the things that is most dear to you. And the wise man, they opened up their treasures and they presented him with gold, which is a token of his royalty. And then they presented with him frankincense, which is a token of his divinity. And then myrrh, which was a token of his suffering. Each gift was significant and was the most valuable possession that they could ever present to the king. And I believe this shows us that we should offer our most very best to the Lord. Our most valuable possessions that we have are all to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's sad to say that many folks are guilty of giving God their leftovers. 
Now, I know leftovers are good, like turkey. I, I love eating turkey leftovers. You know, you grind it up. Sometimes you can have a turkey salad sandwich. Oh, man, that's good. But God doesn't deserve our leftovers. God deserves our very best. He deserves our very best. I hear people say, well, I have to work 40 plus hours a week and I, I have to spend time, a certain amount of time with my family and I have to, I have, to have some time for myself. And, and well, after that, I really don't have much extra time, but maybe I can go and uh, go to church on Sunday. Maybe I can make a, a visit or two or maybe I can pass out a track or something like that, but I just can't commit to it because I've got so much thing going on. You know what you're doing? You're giving God the leftovers. Saying, God, this is what I have left over. I'll just give you this. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. This is going to shame me. But I'm going to be honest with you. And you've probably, some of you have heard this story. When Christy and Miss Christy and I got married, she says, what's your tie this week? I said, $10. She says, well, I know you made more than $100 this week. And I said, yeah, but after I pay the electricity, I pay the house payment, after I pay this and I pay this and I pay this, I, and I got to have spending money. What's it sound like? I said, I got $10. What I was saying was, God, you don't deserve the first fruits. God, you deserve what I have left over. Now, many of us don't realize that. We're saying, no, no, I would never say that to God. That's what I was saying. God, I... I'll give you my leftovers. Now the wise men came from a great way off. A great way off. They traveled for much time to give them their very best. Sometimes we won't walk across the street to pass out a track to someone. Let me ask you this morning, what are you willing to give to the one that gave all? Think about it. He gave so much to you. He didn't offer leftovers. He offered his very best. He offered himself. If there was anything better, he would have gave it. But he gave his very best. This morning, I want to ask you, I want you to think about all that he has given for us. And then about what we can give back to him. First, think about the gift that great and precious gift that He has given to us. The greatest gift that He's ever given to us. I, I, I have a few things here. Number one, I'm thankful that He saved me from a devil's hell. I don't know about you folks, but I, did. I, I don't want to go to that place. I don't, want, I don't want my enemy to go to that place. Let alone my family members, my friends. I don't want anybody. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave. The Bible says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. The last Sunday I preached, we talked about that wonderful gift of salvation. I think about it, it's free. The thing about a gift, it's free. I, I've, I've went out. Now, it's not free to the person that goes and purchases it. 
It cost Jesus Christ a lot, didn't it? But it didn't cost me anything. It was free. There was three parts of a gift. There's the giver for God. There's the gifted or the gifty or the recipient, the world. And then there's the gift, everlasting life. I'm so glad that I... I am so glad that I'm a recipient of that free gift of salvation. And you are too. And if you're not saved, you can be a recipient today. God's offering that free gift to you today. You see, it's free, but it's also received by faith. You can't work for it. It's a gift. A gift is something I, this morning I had a few people, they, they hand me a card or they uh, give me a, a gift, a token of appreciation, and I didn't have to do anything for those things. It was something they gave me out of love and appreciation or whatever. The thing. And I, I do the same thing. I give gifts and, and I don't expect anything in return. It's just because it's a gift. I didn't have to do anything for it. And if I give you something, it's not something you have to do for it. It's a free gift. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. See, it's free. It's by faith and it's for everyone. You see, it does not matter if you're a child, an adult, red, yellow, black, or white. You're all precious in His sight. Amen? You see, praise God, this gift is for you. It's for, it's for me. It's for your neighbor. It's for your brother, your cousin. It's for your nephew. It's for your niece. It's for, hey, you name it, it's for them. But then I'm thankful that it's forever. The gift that can never be lost or taken away. He's given to us everlasting life. If you are saved, Christ will never take that gift away from you. It's yours forever. You can't give your gift to anyone else. You can't give uh, uh, your gift to anyone else, but you can share your gift with everyone. We used to buy our girls things, and I found out really quick that I had to learn to buy two of everything. Because they didn't like to share their gifts very well. Anybody else have kids like that? Oh, see, you're not the only bad child. Didn't share their gifts, so, so I had to end up buying two. I thought, well, I'll just buy one, save money, and they could share it. I even tried that with clothes. Oh, that's the worst thing with girls. But you can share your gift. I tell you what, one of the greatest things you can do is share your gift of salvation. Man, it's a gift that keeps on giving. If this was the only thing that He gave us, I would be a very blessed man. But you've heard me say it, God has given us so much more. Not only has He given me, He saved me from hell, but He strengthens me when I need help. See, Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. He's the one that strengthens us when we need help. I don't know about you, but if he didn't give me the strength, 
I couldn't make it through work. Folks, we need to realize that he could take it all away just like that. It's that quick. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I'll say this, and Brother Brian knows that I love him. Brother Brian and I used to work as uh, he was an electrician and I was a wannabe. And uh, lunch breaks, we would play basketball. And that guy was an amazing basketball player. We enjoyed it. We played a lot of basketball together. Now, he learned real quick not to let me open at the three-point line because I'd shoot it in his eye. But he was really good. A few years after that, I didn't know know it, but... He was in a bad four-wheel accident. That's why he walks the way he does now. I'm not saying that he wasn't in God's will, but just like that, folks. You need to be thankful for what you have. You see, he strengthens us. He's the one that, and can I tell you, Brother Brian will testify to you that he's the one that gives him strength to get up in the mornings. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. It gives us strength to work, but it gives us strength to witness. See, the Bible teaches us that He would not leave us comfortless, that He would send the great comfort of the Holy Spirit when we witness to people, He's right there with us. The problem is not that we, that we don't have the strength or the wisdom. The problem is, is that we don't witness. Then He gives us strength to worship. The Bible says, give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Bring in an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in beauty and holiness. You know, we need to worship Him. He is worthy of our praise. The Lord will give strength unto His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. Unto Thee, O my strength, will I sing. For God is my defense and God is my mercy. Then He supplied when I was hopeless. Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I laid me down to sleep. I awake for the Lord sustained me. Cast thy burdens upon the Lord and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. He supplied when I was hopeless. You see, He provides for our needs, folks. I don't see anybody in here that is legitimately not provided their needs for. But my God shall supply all your needs. And having, now notice this, and having food and raiment therewith be content. The problem is, is that we want more than what we need. If we have food and clothes, we have been, we should feel blessed. If you say, well, I want this. I want you to go with me on a mission trip sometime to a third world country. You'll come back and you'll sell everything you have and get, start giving to the poor. You'll say, hey, I've been so blessed. I remember the first time we went to Mexico and we had, uh, Miss Christy and I went there and we saw this little girl. I, it's a picture that is in the back of my mind and I think about it so vividly all the time. I saw this little girl and she was sitting on her doorstep and made out of a house of, of uh, pallets. 
just pieces of wood put together and, and then there was like and she was she had a little styrofoam cup and she dipped the cup in dirty muddy water and she was drinking that because she didn't have fresh water now, folks I'm, now I'm not making this stuff up we've been blessed but we've been spoiled he provides not only for our needs, but He provides many of our wants. He gives, then He gives safety when I was helpless. The Bible says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy goings out and thy comings in from this time forth even forevermore. But you know something else he does? He soothes me when I'm hurting. We must understand that we, can, we are nothing and that he is everything. We can't accomplish anything on our own. He has given us prayer and we can go to the creator of the universe for peace and comfort. The Bible says, Peace I leave unto you, peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Come unto me, all you that heavy uh, uh, labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayers of the righteous. See, he soothes me. When I'm hurting. I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people. I've seen people this last week on the cruise. And I've seen, you know what they tried to do to soothe their, their pain? Drink it up. Only to wake up and the pain's still there. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Casting all your cares upon me for I care for you. With all he has done for me, and I, this is just the introduction and the, the landing's even shorter, but with all he's done for me, I ought to give him something in return. What can I give Christ that he doesn't already have? One thing, you can surrender your life. He does not force anyone to live for him or to love him. That's one thing that God will not do. He does not, we're not puppets on the string. He won't make you love Him. And he won't, make him, he won't make you live for Him either. It's a choice. It's a choice that you must make. Are you going to live for God? Or are you going to live for self? You see, my life, my love, my testimony, that is what I can give Him. I'm going to give you just a few, a couple more thoughts and then we'll have the message. Number one, I can give him a life that pleases him. I can give him a life that pleases him. The Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive power and glory and honor and praise, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Did you realize that you were created for His pleasure? You were created for the God of the heavens, the God of this earth, for His pleasure. What kind of pleasure are you bringing Him? See, I can give Him a life that's pleasing to Him. 
The Bible says, wherefore, whether we labor or, or that, whether present or absent, that we may be accepted to him, of him. That word accepted means be pleasing unto him. Whether we're dead or alive, that's what he's saying there. That I may be pleasing to him. How can I please him? The Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments. We, do, we please him by obeying him. Now, my dad's sitting here on the... I'm not going to tell any bad stories about you, Dad. He gets scared every time I preach because he's afraid I'm going to tell my childhood stories and make him look like a bad... My dad was an awesome dad. He still is an awesome dad. And I love him. He taught me a lot of things. Taught me things what to do and what not to do. He may not have went about them the same way you would have, but he went about them the only way that he knew how. And I thank the Lord for my dad. But obeying the Ten Commandments. You know how I show my love to my dad when I was younger? By obeying him. I know that's a generic response or something that, or illustration, but we show our love to God. In his word he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Obey what I have to say. And the thing of it is, is God lays it out there. He says the Ten Commandments, read, uh, to obey them. He says in His Word, to read Thy Word. Give attention to reading, exhortation, and to doctrine. The Bible says that we are to read His Word. We are to talk to Him, to pray to Him, casting all your cares upon Him. The Bible says to go to church, be faithful unto His things. Be faithful to the house of God. These aren't things we got to pray about. These are things we do because we want to show our love to Him. Him. See, it's really simple to please Him. He's not a, a hard God to please. We just obey Him and that pleases Him. You know what pleases me as a father? When my kids do something, they obey me when I'm not, I'm not looking. And I hear someone say, you know what your kid did? I remember whenever, I, I'm going to tell a good story about you, Liz. Liz was about five or six years old. And one of the people in the church decided they were going to give her a candy bar. Now, our rule at home was you don't eat any candy unless you come and ask mom and dad first. Maybe that was a stupid rule, but it was our rule. And so, Lizzie says, I can't have that. Now, that was when Lizzie was a good kid. But she says, I can't have that. Oh, it's okay. It's just a piece of candy. It's just a candy bar. It's no big deal. You can have it. No, I can't have that. And so the parent or the person comes to me and they says, "You know what?" She says, "I, I tried to give your kid a piece of candy and she wouldn't take it." You know what that did for me? That just made me so happy. Now she might have did it out of fear. There was multiple times she was going over to a birthday party. I, I, they, both girls, they would go to a birthday party and they would have cake. And they weren't allowed to just eat desserts and cakes and stuff like that without asking us. That was just our rule. And so many times parents would call me and say, uh, we're having cake and ice cream, um, but Liz won't have any because she says that she has to ask you first, is it okay if she has cake and ice cream? Man, that does something good to you. You know how much better it is when God sees us obeying His commandments. 
You see, the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the good and the evil. I need to hasten on. But we do, we live a life by pleasing, by obeying Him. We can also live a life by praising Him. Praising Him. The Bible says, I will praise the Lord according to His righteousness and will sing praises to the name of the Lord Most High. The Bible says, I will praise Thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all Thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in Thee. I will sing praises to Thy name, O Thou Most High. We can sing our children's praises when they do well in sports or in grades. I told my daughter, she went through her first semester at college. She's got a 3.0. I was proud of her. Now, to be honest with you, that's not her best, and she'll admit that. But I'm proud of her. It's better than what I really expected the first semester. But don't tell her that. And we like to sing our kids' praises. When Johnny scored four touchdowns last week. Oh, we, we, oh man, that was awesome. You should have saw Johnny last week. He made 32 points in the basketball game. He was the high scorer of all the kids. In the, there wasn't a kid in the land that scored more points. And we sing our kids' praises. How much more should we sing our Savior's praises? Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and praise. We cheer our Colts team on even though they stink. We cheer our favorite baseball team, our favorite basketball team on. Why not cheer and praise our God? I'm moving on. I can live a life pointing people to Him. The greatest gift that was ever given to you or to me or ever will be is salvation. I should hear an amen right there. The greatest thing that you'll ever receive far beyond anything else in this world is the gift of salvation. Why not share that gift with others? The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. I honestly believe that it puts a smile on our Savior's face when someone gets saved. Just let me have it. I believe one of the greatest things you can give to Christ is to bring people to Him. The Bible says in Luke 15, 7, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven... Over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. But then I can live a life participating for Him. God has given each of us talents. We need to use those talents for the Lord. If you, if you have a talent of singing, you need to be involved singing. If you have a talent playing an instrument, you need to be involved in that. If you have a talent of the gift of gab, you need to be... Doing that, using it. Use whatever gifts that God has given you. If you don't, God may take that gift away and give it to that person that you're envious of that has those ten talents and give it to that person because that person is faithful about using their talents for the Lord. So use what God has entrusted you. Use those talents for Him. Then... 
The Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Bible says, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. And then the, the thing, I can live a life providing for His cause. The Bible teaches us, that the tithe belongs to the Lord. Everything above that tithe is I love you Jesus money. We can provide by giving. A few years ago, my wife and I, we began decided, we decided at Christmas time we were going to give a special love offering to the Lord, whether it be to missions or to the building fund or to this or that, whatever the Lord puts upon our hearts, that's what we were going to do. That's just saying, Lord, I love you. I thank you for what, all that you've done for me. You've blessed me beyond measure. And I just want to give you something extra back. I want to share something with you. I received this a couple weeks ago. This is from a offender at Putnamville Correctional Facilities. It says, Putnamville Baptist Church, brothers and sisters, may God bless you all. Happy holidays. I'm writing this to share with you, your, with your church, by sending tithing. I cleaned the restrooms on my dorm and I received $12 a month. So I'm sending $1.20 every month. I know it's not much, but God has given me so much. God's been so good to me. It's only right that I start doing His work. I try to lead my fellow inmates in a prayer circle every night before I go to bed. I started with two guys, now it's up to five. And I'm inviting more. I'm learning about God's love and I'm trying to do His will by talking with others about His goodness. I got your information from my counselor and I wanted it to be a Baptist church because I was raised in a Baptist church. I thought I knew it all and didn't need God's help, but He never left me despite my disobedience. So it's time to be, to to be faithful and do His will. So I ask you all to pray for me, and I will be going home next year around this time. God bless you all, and I will be praying for you all also. I don't know about you. This $1.20 is not much. But he was willing to give it. You say, oh, that's just... Jailhouse Christianity, call it what you will. I'm just going to have faith that God touched his heart and was working in his life. You say, well, I don't have much. The widow might. The little lad that had a little lunch. Not much. You say, well, pastor, I, we just don't have much. I'm not asking for anything. All I'm saying is be obedient to God with what God has given you. And I'll tell you this. God has always provided for my needs. You say, well, I can't give anything. Well, we can provide by praying. One thing that every person in this room has is the ability to pray. You say, well, I don't, I don't know the these and the thous and the thus. and the, I, I just can't do those flowery words in my prayers. Can I just, I'm just going to be, I I'm, I'm, don't want to embarrass anybody, but one of my favorite people to hear pray 
is Brother Jimmy. He doesn't have any flowery words. He just talks to God like he's his friend. You know, I learn things from people. People that just love the Lord, they just, they just do what they can. They're not out there trying to impress anybody. They're just doing what they can. And that's all God asks for us to do. You say, well, I don't know how to pray. You can pray just like you talk to your wife, your husband, your, your children. That's how God wants us to talk to Him as a friend, as a loved one. We can talk to Him. And then the last thing, we can provide by doing. Do something extra for the cause of Christ this year. He is definitely worthy of our very best. Let's not get caught up in the hustle and bustle and forget to give Him our very best this year. The wise men gave their best. God gave His best. And Jesus is worthy of our best. Let's please Him. Let's praise Him. Let's point people to Him. Let's participate for Him and provide for His cause. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I know I went a little bit longer than normal, but I just really feel led of the Lord this morning. I believe that this morning our hearts are tender to what God has for us. If God has spoken to your heart this morning, I'm going to challenge you. Don't wait. Just come. God has spoke to you about something, some area in your life. Just come. Just be obedient. Maybe it's in the field of reading. Maybe it's in the field of witnessing. I don't know. It's between you and God. Just be obedient to Him now. Maybe you're here today and you don't know for sure that heaven's your home. Today, you can receive that free gift of salvation. Today's the day and now's the accepted time. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands this morning. I'm just going to ask for you to be obedient. When I pray and Miss Liz begins to play, I want you to come find a place at the altar. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I thank you for speaking to my heart this morning. I pray that you'll take this simple message, apply it to our hearts and our lives, that we may be better servants for thee. Now do your will, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Will you stand to your feet right now? Come on. Maybe you just want to thank Him for your salvation. Thank Him for coming to this earth. I don't know how He spoke to you this morning, but I know that He did. Just be obedient. Just listen. Hearken to what He has for you. I surrender all. Have you surrendered your all to Him this morning? Are you satisfied with the leftovers? I want to give you my very best.
Lord's still doing. You may be seated. I'm going to give plenty of time. If God, the altar's always open. God speaks to your heart during the middle of the message. You come. God speaks to your heart during the invitation, come. If he speaks to you during the reading of the bulletins, you just be obedient. Say, well, what would people think? I think people would say, praise God, God's dealing with with people today. Thank you so much for your attention this morning. Thank you for being here. Uh, I want to give you just a few announcements as the men come forward to take up this morning's tithes and offerings. I want to remind you of a couple things. There will be no midweek service this week, okay? Uh, no midweek service. Uh, Christmas falls on Wednesday. I know a lot of people are going to be out of town. I'm going to be one of those people. And uh, But please make sure that you spend some time. Uh, as a family uh, with uh, with the Lord. And then also the 28th, that's this coming Saturday, the AG family is going to be with us. We're going to have uh, gospel sing here on Saturday night at 6.30. Please invite some folks. This, the AG family, they're such a blessing, and they're going to do a great job. And uh, so that's going to start at 6.30. I'm going to have, uh, we're going to do uh, some soups and probably some uh, sandwiches and stuff like that, uh, Some probably some chili and just some warm, uh, uh, hearty stuff there. And so um, you don't have to worry about bringing anything. We'll provide that. And then just come and enjoy. Bring some friends to come along too. This will be a great celebration time. And then next Sunday we'll have the Lord's Supper uh, in the morning service. And then after the morning service, what I'm going to ask you to do, uh, if you're able to, we're going to have the one morning service. And then afterwards we're going to go over to... um, Summerfield, anybody that would like to, that's a nursing home over here. This time of the year, nursing homes get forgotten about. Let's just face it, a lot of people, they get forgotten about. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take some cookies and we're going to take some small gifts over to Summerfield. And we're just going to just sing Christmas, Christmas carols, okay? Just sing a few songs and give a quick devotion, just a short devotion, um, just reminding them what Jesus came to do to save their souls. And then uh, we're going to give them gifts and uh, just present those next Sunday after our morning service. So if you're able to and would like to do that, I tell you, it's a blessing. Those people that may not see people, may not see the love of God. And you come and you love on them, I'm telling you what, it'll brighten your day. So if you're able to, let's uh, make that happen next week, all right? And then last few announcements, pray for uh, Jonathan and Laura Bryan, our missionary week, our deacon week, Brother Adam Amos, our family week, Brother Sean, Miss Kimberly 
uh, Brother Joshua and Eli, Brother Eli McGinnis. Our trusted week, uh, Brother Jimmy Clevenger. Happy anniversary, or happy anniversary, I got to write this down wrong. Uh, happy anniversary, Brother Jimmy, for your birthday. Uh, it's the anniversary of your birthday. And then also, Miss uh, Haley, happy birthday um, to you as well. All right, so, all right, let's have a word of prayer. Uh, Brother Tim, so would you please. stand and we'll close in word of prayer thank you for being here this morning again no service this afternoon uh, but uh, do come back next Sunday expecting a blessing and hope that everyone has a very Merry Christmas all right brother Danny sir would you please close in word of prayer